Amen, everybody. Praise the Lord. It's a wonderful day and the day the Lord has made. And we should operate within that day. This morning you have heard all the announcements of things that are going to happen at this church, the Holy Ghost Fire Church. And we trust that each and every one will participate in what is coming up that is so good. Amen. This morning, I'm going to ask an old question and an old question over again. Have you brought one of these to church with you tonight? I understand the society we're living in. When you really stop to think about it, looking at it, it's sort of a sad thing that a person, well, I trust everybody around here, carries a cell phone in their back hip pocket. They show commercials about a man crossing the street, and he's crossing, reading his cell phone, and the guy had to hit the brake. And he looked at the driver of the car like, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> Amen. So what the whole thing is, if you have a cell phone, a tablet, turn it off, put it on silent, and don't answer it during the service. I don't want to be interrupted this morning. I want to go. Again, just for people want to know, we use the King James Bible because it is the closest to the actual Word of God. <clears throat> this morning, if you will turn with me, I'm going to read a partial of Scripture out of the book of Matthew. And somebody might look at it, Matthew chapter 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder, which went out early in the morning to hard laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I will give it you. And they went their way. Again he went out about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and said unto them, Why stand ye here all the day idle? And they idle. And they said unto him, Because no man has hired us. He said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard. 
and whatsoever is right, that shall ye receive. Let us pray. Father, we ask Thee this morning to open the Scriptures that we may understand what You have for them. And we ask this in the wonderful, wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a parable. And He is answering Peter's question. Somebody might say, well... It doesn't seem like it. The Lord of the harvest is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's dealing with... I want you to notice here when he's talking about it. It is, for the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is a householder. And you look at that for moment you might not be able to quite grasp what what Spin says here but Jesus is talking to them about this situation I said he's talking to them about this situation and he's looking at them when I was a young man I used to go to the team because they had a hall and you could go there, and there would come up jobs and stuff that you could get mail, maybe get them, maybe not. Well, I didn't belong to it, so but if you paid something like $5, you could go there and go out. And they would say, well, now you get this job, so you go out on the job, what I do. And sometimes they'd be truckers. You know, they want somebody to lump, help unload their load. And I was told that it gets so much money an hour for going. So I went. And I get there, and the trucker wants to negotiate. I was told at that time I'd get $5 an hour. And he wants to negotiate it down to nothing. Now, if you want to go to some of the states had the right right to work to law, you can, but I didn't. And so what did I do? I turned around. I walked to my car and got in it and left. I didn't come to negotiate. I come to go to work for a certain amount of money that I would receive. The Bible said here that heaven is like a household. You know, a guy who owned his house, had a vineyard, went out, and you watch some of the oppression during the Depression that on the docks you'd go out and they'd need so many people and they would choose so many at to work in the field. This man went out early in the morning, which would be about 5 o'clock. And the men had gathered in the city or the county or the small area where they would be sent out to work in the field. In Stockton, uh, down they call Skid Row, and not anymore. It is still Skid Row. They just don't call it Skid Row anymore. But they, you see men standing there, even today, idle. 
not a job. Now, the farmers come and they hire people standing there to go out and work in their fields. And you work hard in a field. In the 1964, five, three, you got a dollar and a quarter by the white, the work wall. And so you went to work for that. When I looked at this and said he agreed for a penny, that is the term we use here for what they're going to call, which at that time, they worked all day for 17 cents. All day for 17 cents. Why? Now today, it has got to the point that you go out and are the state of you were living in California. They had raised it, want to raise it to $20 an hour. And you take fast food places, what they have decided to do, we're not going to give any more free Cokes, we're not doing this, we're not going to do that. And they don't want, this is the thing, they want to become wealthy at the expense of the poor working person. Well, let me ask you, if if whatever the minimum wage is, let's say fifteen dollars or so an hour, how can you go to work at a place like this in this state? I'm talking about this state when you can't rent a house for. Now, you take the minimum wage and figure out how is this person going to be able to rent that house, buy a car, and pay for it. You can't do it. California, when it happened, when George Bush was in the office, Boom! Everything went down. It's going to go down again. But the housing development over here, we walked through it. Over 50, 55, 60% of the houses was empty. People lost their house. When you go down the street, you will see houses with five, six, eight cars. They're renting little spots for somebody to stay in. Well, 17 cents an hour is probably, I don't know what the wage was in the time of Jesus, but Jesus is using this as an illustration. And as you look at it, he goes out each time, and the only time he uses 17 cents a day. He comes out and the negotiate, the men come out, he see him. What is right? Go into the vineyard. Then he went back, and he come back again, and more people were standing. And he said, 
go work in my vineyard, whatever is right, I will do. And so it goes all the way down to about quitting time. That would be about 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock, what time it would be at that time. And he called all the workers that worked in the grape vineyard. And I have worked in the grape vineyard, and I have cut grapes, and it's a dirty, sticky job. I could see these people has worked from 5 o'clock in the morning, and now they have experienced the heat. They have experienced the yellow jackets that are in the grape vineyard and the vines are... And they stand in and they're listening. And all of a sudden, the householder does this. Bring the very last one that was hired. And they brought him in. You remember? He's only worked maybe an hour. And he paid him 17 cents. He came to the next one. That came out at four o'clock, and he paid him seventeen cents. And the one that came out at twelve o'clock, he paid him seventeen cents. And the ones that have went out at nine o'clock, they paid him seventeen cents. Now the ones that came out at five o'clock told the owner, we want more than 17 cents an hour. And that's basically what they were saying. They were complaining and they were saying, well, we have experienced the heat of the day and we have worked hard and we deserve more than what they get. What did the owner of the grape vineyard say? Did we not agree for 17 cents a day? I, don't you think I can do what I want with my vineyard? I'm hiring. Some people said, well, what did this have to do with Peter? Well, it had to do a lot with Peter. I like us to turn just for a few moments to the book of Luke. And when you turn to the book of Luke and looking at, let me find out where I'm at here, uh, right here. Luke 17, and you'll find this in Matthew 19. This is the chapter just before the 20th chapter. In Luke chapter 18, it is talking about something. And so when you look at verse 18 down here, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said unto him, There is none good save one. So there's only one. That is God. 
in a sense, the young rich ruler has come and he's what he's saying. What can I do to inherit eternal life? And you have to stop and look at the Scriptures that you're dealing with. This is underneath the law. And the law has said for a man that owns his property to pay the right amount to people so they can have a living. That's in the law. And that's what this man is doing. It is his vineyard. He is, have all these different classes of people now that have been there. And they're all going to get 17 cents. A owner of the property by the law are not, I said they are not to exceed what is said in the Old Testament. So they have went out into the field. They have worked hard. Now, the young rich ruler, when you're looking at verse 18, hired and he talked to Jesus. Know, now, this is what Jesus is talking to him about now. Thou knoweth the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, All these have I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet likest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven. Now, come and follow me. What an invitation. Come and follow me. Now, remember the question. It is one that the young man thinks that is negotiable. I can find out what he said and I will meet the requirements and I will make a deal on how I may go to heaven. And he heard this. He was very sorrowful for he was, everybody, he was what? Very rich. Do you know what it feel like to be very rich? Well, let me see. You can, of today, you can have a private jet. You can live in a eight or nine, ten million dollar house with forty bathrooms in it. I have two or three limos and somebody driving you around. And you can look down on people. Remember the rich ruler? Lazarus would lay at the gate and he'd go out and in and out. He didn't care about Lazarus or whatever. This guy is the kind of guy that had this kind of money to do it. I, 
I remember the man called Howard Hughes. Not even the United States government could dictate to him. When they say something, he'd just walk out and get in his plane and leave. Well, a poor person can't do that. This man wanted to know how to earn eternal law. Not use the word eternal law. He knew because he said he knew what the law was. And when Jesus gave him all the questions about, he sort of straightened his and smiled and said, I have kept all of these from my youth up. Think about that for a moment. I have kept them all. Let me see. So when you're looking at it, he had kept them all. Let me see. Let's read them again. Jesus said, oh, let's go back up to read what they say again. Verse 20. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy mother and thy father. And he said, all these things I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard this, these things, he said unto him, Yet like thou one thing, sell all that thou hast, distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven. Come, follow me. Now, when you look at this text in your Bible, and you're pinning to it and you turn to the book of Mark, and Mark got most of his information only from Peter. And when he's talking about this, follow me, Mark adds something in the 10th chapter a bit more to this verse that has been put down here. When you turn back to Matthew, you'll discover some things have been given here that hasn't been. When I looked at the book of Mark, follow me. Well, somebody said that. That's pretty hard. Well, let's see what Matthew, Mark, yeah, now, Mark has to say. Mark, Mark is talking about the subject. And if you look at Mark chapter 10, and you look here in verse 20, And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these I have observed from my youth up. Now, this is Jesus' answer fully in the book of Mark, because the book of Mark is closer than any event that has been discussed in the book of Matthew, Luke, or even John. It is in the right order and the way it should be. And he said that. From my youth up. Now listen to what Jesus says. 
Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, Otherwise, as God, he loves his creation. He does. And he's talking to that man. One thing thou liketh. Only one thing. The young ruler probably stood there and thought, well, let see, I did all the things. He said, now he comes up with one thing I like. What could that be? You like one thing. Go thy way. Sell whatsoever thou have. And give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven. So, people would say today very clearly, oh, not going to do me no good to have treasures in heaven. I'm living down here in the now. You understand what I'm saying? Each one of you are living Right now, and most of you that are in the churches, I said most of little churches are living just above poverty yourself. The man in Matthew 20th chapter is paying no more than what the law says. 17 cents a day. The man, though, in the book has compassion because God keeps going to the marketplace, the world, and saying, this is what you will receive. And when he come out, the next one, he said, This is what I will give you that is right. And that go all the way down. And this man, when he heard it, sell your stuff. Give money to the poor. Come and follow me. In Matthew, he said, did not the good man of the house have the right to do with his money that was right according to the law. And why are you guys upset? We have agreed for 17 cents a day. You see, underneath God's program, there is no rich, there is no poor. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The young rich ruler had come. He has sinned and come short. Now, I want to deal with the one, Matthew chapter 20, because... He will give that which is fair. And the thing that strikes is this. 
praisers in heaven. And come, here it comes, and come, take up the cross and follow me. So when we sell out, I'm saying we're selling out everything. Somebody said, well, you don't have a million dollars. No, I don't have a million. But what I do have, I can give. You understand what I'm saying? What can I give? Well, all have sinned. All have what? Come short of the glory of God. What can I give? Very simple. You give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you come. Now, whether a man has a billion dollars or a man has 17 cents, you cannot purchase salvation. It is up to the householder what he will give. It is up to God what he will give you. The young missionary. But when you start to tell people, well, most time if you just look at somebody and you say, well, I don't think that's exactly fair. I, I don't think I should be have to sell, let's put it to my billion and some dollars. And you tell me, someplace up there, I'll have my treasures in heaven. Now, I don't want to go work for 17 cents a day. And the harvest. But the strike, when it comes, and pick up your cross and follow me. Now, the disciples are listening to this. And they have a question. Now, Jesus is going to give here in this verse, verse 23. And we heard this. He was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hard! shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God. Not that you, being rich, can't go to heaven, but the fact is most people that are rich, they don't want to give up what they have, not even for eternal life. What can I do? To inherit eternal life. Very simple. Sell everything you have and give unto the poor. That is where the rubber may met the road. I'm not going to give my money to poor people. 
period. Eternal life is not that important to me. I am satisfied having my riches. And Jesus is talking to them in the book of Mark. The kingdom of heaven. For it is easier for a camel to go through an eye. What? No, wait a minute. For it is easier for a camel to go through a needle eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. This is the quest you need to stop and look at. I know, and you know, and they know, and they know a camel cannot go through the eye of a needle. I have read commentaries and they all give a definition of what, but that, that's not what they're talking about. Jesus is talking about here. It's easier. Otherwise, a camel would have better odds of making it to heaven than the rich man. It is an impossibility when you hold your riches or hold your sins so high that you don't want to give up that sinful life that you have and become before God and have to bow your knee and say, I'm a sinner. Jesus gives a lot of illustration on this. He said there was two men. That went up to the temple at the hour of prayer. One, a publican. The other, a Pharisee. When you look at your text, Paul is a Pharisee. And you look at the other, he's a, he works for the government. He taxed people. That was what a, re, a publican is. A tax collector for the people. They're both in the house of God. You have a Pharisee. He's well off. And you have this tax collector. And I want to tell you, he's well off too. Zacchaeus, you remember, he climbed the sycamore tree. And he's a tax collector. He was ahead of all of them. But yet when he met Jesus, the owner of the vineyard, he said, I'll restore everything for folk. The real rich ruler, I'm not giving anybody anything. I don't care how much. I'm not giving up my money. And when you stop and you're looking at it, you think, the Bible says the, the Pharisees stood up, hit a chest, and said, I do this, I do that, I, 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 I. Publican sitting on the back road didn't even lift his head and he hit his chest and he said, Oh, forgive me, God. Forgive me. He went home justified because he met the conditions of God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Nobody keeps the law. There is nothing in the law that says you have eternal life. Only in the animal sacrifices, and that's on credit. So he's dealing with that position. And here it said in verse 27, And he said, These things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Peter, then Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. Now Peter has just laid an indictment. We have left all and followed thee. What was the original story? Matthew chapter 20. The kingdom of heaven is like a householder. Everybody goes into the field, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, you work. And what did the good master of the house say? Whatever is fair, I will give you. Whether you're rich, whether you're poor. What is God giving you? And Jesus looked at him and said, Looky, Peter, nobody has left houses, wives, or anything for the gospel's sake. Jesus is telling Peter, What did you give up? Think about it. You can't even catch fish. And I'm going to make you a fisher of men. You want to know what your reward is? Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Peter preaches a sermon. You want to know what his reward is here? What must we do to be saved? Now here stands Peter looking at them. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. And what you shall have what just what we talked about this thing. So when we look at it, God's going to treat everybody the same. There's only one salvation. Jesus doesn't die fifty different times for the person here. He only dies one time. Eternal life. Peter you haven't given up anything. I hear preachers stand up and say, and people in testimony, I like testimony. I gave up this, I gave up this to follow you. You didn't give nothing up. You follow Jesus because you make a choice to follow him. The story of the guy with the vineyard, everybody made a choice. So when we come to the kingdom of God, the reward is all the same. It's the thing that the young rich ruler wanted and he couldn't get. So let me ask you, 
17 cents a day. What must I do to inherit eternal life? Bow your knee to God, and that which is right you will receive. In 64, I bowed my knee to God. What did I give up? I had a beautiful wife. I had two beautiful children. And God was meeting our needs. I had everything that I needed. I had Jesus. My friend, do you have Jesus? Or are you saying it's not fair? Here's an illustration. I don't think it's fair. How? Why would? Why would Saul go to heaven? He killed people. He trying to kill Christians. But when God saves somebody, they're saved. This is what you get. The past is erased. Sixty-four. My past was erased. Come, follow me. Pick up the cross and follow me. Are you picking your cross up? Are you following him? Are you saying he's the Lord of this life? Are you rather drink beer, smoke marijuana, be high, and go to hell? Not me. Let everybody bow their head. We're going to end. Father God, we ask you to watch over in Jesus' name.